0: Welcome to the NewTubers Podcast, the premier small YouTuber community. Helping up-and-coming channels improve through critiques, feedback, and cooperation. We teach you how to start, build, and sustain your YouTube career.
1: Now, without further ado, let's begin the show! Hello, NewTubers. My name is Bolt, and I'm one of the directors here at NewTubers. And today, we're bringing you another episode in our creator interview series. Today's guests are the Find the Computer Room crew, a predominantly Let's Play channel that's seen just about everything there is to see here on the platform. In today's episode, they discuss the history of their channel dating back over a decade, talk about their content shifts over the years, the occasional struggles of having an audience built up over that 10-year period, and having an audience that was, for some of the channel's life, predominantly built up on one franchise, in this case, Sonic the Hedgehog. Later on, we discuss advice that they have for upcoming creators based on their experiences, and we end off by talking about their charity livestream events, which over the past few years have raised tens of thousands of dollars for some wonderful causes. A small note before we begin, we ran into a small audio issue with one of the FTCR crew, TJ, but only his introduction was lost. When he pops back in, obviously he's the voice that hasn't spoken yet. With that cleared up, let's dive right in and chat with the guys at FTCR.
2: Hello, I'm uh, FTA, the evil overlord of this terrible, terrible channel.
1: I'm Econus Fan, who spoke just as TJ was speaking. That won't confuse anybody. So, what do you guys do on YouTube, first and foremost?
2: Uh, we do, let's see now, we do terrible Let's Plays, terrible movie reviews, terrible audio commentaries, pretty much just throw throw, throw a dart and find an average YouTube channel that does terrible, you know, cliched content, and we do it, but worse than everyone else. <laughs>
1: Okay, sounds good. So, give me a little bit of the history of the channel, first and foremost. You guys have been around nearing on, what, 10 years now? We just
2: passed 10 years, technically speaking, like, we we first, when the channel first went online back in, like, April, April, April-May time of 2007, we don't, like, I I kind of class it as November 30th, 2007, is us properly, because that's when we launched the first... Version of the now dead forever website, which will never come back again. <laughs> the, the, to give a brief overview, FTCR started about 10 years ago. It was me and a very uh, good friend of mine, Torch. Uh, originally, it was just going to be a Sonic sprite comic because God knows the internet needed one more of those. Um, we'd been influenced. There was this strip called i believe it's called power rings and it featured the advanced sprites which is one reason why i liked it because i think everyone at that point was doing the mega drive sprites so i was like no nah, i like the advanced sprites the more detailed what have you and so we had like a bunch of um stories written we actually we actually made two strips and they're both terrible and maybe i can maybe they'll find them way online at some point and then um so originally it was just going to be a A comic strip, and then at that point, um, I was kind of really heavily into the online Transformers uh, fan base. I I would go to message boards, back when those were still a thing, and do shit like that. And there was, I apologize, and do uh, stuff like that. And um, there was this, there was this Irish fan who had been contacted by the. Licensed rights holders for the old 80s G1 cartoon on DVDs, a company called Metronome in the uh, in England, and they contacted this fan called Chris McFeely, who is probably one of the bigger uh, names in the online Transformers fan, uh, fan base, who ha- he had been uh, contacted to do some audio commentaries for some of their the DVD releases, and then after he did some of those, he just started recording and releasing commentaries for random episodes. He, unfortunately, he only, he only did two, which uh, is a shame because they were very entertaining, and after listening to those, I thought, "Oh, okay, we can we can do that for some of the old Sonic cartoons." And so uh, Torch and I started doing those. In fact, I think some of our first YouTube uploads back when you can only upload ten minutes at a time, when YouTube um, the, the the kind of content ID craze was not as strong, so you could just you would just get full movies and TV shows of anything. So we would just upload commentary, you know, our commentaries like that. And then um, as t- as time went on, Torch, is very busy man, he says he's a lot smarter than i am so he went and got himself a real job and gave up you know talking about cartoon characters online how dare he wish i (laughs) I wish i wish i could trade places with him um but then eventually after a a number of years and after being in doing things with other commentary groups like uh hfc and Commander commentaries and i think at that point i think i had done stuff with brain scratch at that point then we started doing OPs. I was finally able to get a um, hashtag hoppage to record something, and then uh, me and Sega Sky did the Sonic Four Episode One OP. And then from then, we've just gotten worse and worse <laughs> with our content. Um, I think that that's that's pretty much a brief oh uh, like beginning of the channel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So
0: may I interject with a question? Sure. Okay, I'm the golden ball, and I have a question for you, the real FTA. Yeah. <laughs> Those commentaries that Chris McFeely guy did,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how influential was that? Was he like informative or was he like comedic based?
2: He was he was a lot more informative. He was like he is like I haven't kept that with him. He was like a walking encyclopedia. Um, it's it's like he would he would know all these facts and he would cross reference them with other episodes. Um, like his his commentary for the Transformers the movie d v d it's just like eighty minutes of just pure information and it it's fascinating to listen to um, so
0: he's like us with sonic but about transformers, but he uses his powers for good
2: <laughs> kind of he's he's a little he's a like again i haven't these, these comment, all of these commentaries were recorded over a decade ago, um, yeah and so at least back then like he he would he would throw in like an odd like like a like a joke here and there just based on what he was seeing um and i think if you go back and listen to some of our earlier stuff we were nowhere near as as uh memetastic and just like what what are you talking about as we've become now um but i'll say definitely in the beginning i was definitely in an influence and i think if you go back to uh listen to some of those early cartoon commentaries i think me me and torch were far more informative kind of than just trying to be like oh look at that that's dumb look at that how funny look at the stupid stuff that guy on screen's doing what a jerk um, that's unfortunately what we've become now. Please look forward to our upcoming LP of Sonic Forces. Here's Mythos
0: um, the Dark. Google searching if a chicken or an
1: egg came first.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Chris McFeely really never did any of that. No, but uh, yeah. So but yeah. for
1: anyone who's not familiar, FTCR is um, I often call them the memeiest channel on YouTube. Um, and that, that, that's that's that's. <laughs> I'm not
2: sure. I'm not sure if that's an insult that, that, that's, or compliment. that's praise. Really
1: um, a lot of their LPs, they actually put a ton of effort into them after the fact um like during like you guys will um like just you know make jokes and crack jokes and all that but uh Sonic 06 comes to mind first cuz you guys did the entirety of Sonic 06 cut out every loading screen and you did it in order of like what happens at the start to what happens at the end instead of splitting it into three campaigns and that had to be a ton of work but it came out hilariously. In
2: fact, I mean th- that well, that was all, uh smoothies. Smoothies I think the the yeah idea for doing it all in order that came from back in the day uh smoothies had his channel back when he was known as sonic movies all those years ago his channel was he would just take games and he would condense them into a movie he would he would cut out all the fat um and and put everything in a in a logical story order um to to make it as short as possible we've we found when recording lps we we now now we definitely try to make them as short as possible uh, just because, you know, as as we do sometimes make it a bit meme-y, That can that, that can wear thin.
0: <laughs> we also oh, have trouble getting wild. everyone together, so if the playthrough is shorter, it's a lot easier to schedule that stuff. That makes sense, yeah.
2: It, it Yeah, it's, it's a lot yeah. easier to be like, everyone come together for one day. Not I mean, even 06, that took multiple weeks, which is why I think TJ and Chris, like, I mean, like, five parts, then they miss a few, then they're back for a few, you know, what have you. Yeah, but, um, life gets in the way. Yeah, uh, and yeah, which we don't, we don't really have lives, but sometimes we do. But um, so it, it's a good to you. Uh, it's a thing about the, the LPs, At least um, I think uh, me and Chris, not so much TJ, because TJ, you know, provides nothing to this channel. So I'm not even sure why he's here. But um,
0: good score to in, in
2: terms, in yeah, he, he does. TJ's here for the impressions and and singing a charity marathon. That's why he's here. But I think um, at least at least when I pick a LP, I try to think i try to think, you know, should this be a normal LP? Should this be a LP where I put a lot of jokes in up front? Because it's like, oh, in in the 06 LP, pretty much everything was put in before we recorded the commentary. All of the jokes, Mm -hmm. nothing was added in post, I don't believe so. All of the jokes were in the raw footage we watched. And sometimes, at least the ones I've done, like, uh, like say, the Mega Man op's, all of the jokes are put in into the raw footage. And when you have something like, say, DuckTales Remastered, with the exception of the Count Duckula joke in the last part, everything on, like, <laughs> all, all, all of the extra stuff on screen was added in post. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes sometimes that's easy because I'm able to, like... Um, hear somebody say something that, oh, I, you know, I can use this, I can use what Chris is saying to put in a funny thing on screen. And I think, um, I think Stefan does that a lot in, when, when he edits in post, I think Stefan sometimes will put a lot in, in pre as well, but I think it's just, ultimately it's just, um, if the game merits it, cause I kind of regret doing so much, editing so much stuff to the Mega Man OPs, cause those got very tedious to edit. Yeah. That's <laughs> time <tone> went on, <laughs> like I should have, should have not, not wasted my time.
1: Now, one thing you mentioned a little bit is that you try and both sometimes cut back and sometimes push forward on like the memes and the jokes and all that have you noticed any sort of uh relationship between like how much you guys are like just throwing jokes out and the success of the LP either in terms of viewership or consistent viewership over the course of the LP
2: not really I I think most of that already just has to do with what game yeah. it is
1: that's what I figured because you yeah. guys have a very specific fan base of Sonic fans for a lot of your audience is one thing that I've noticed throughout the years.
2: Yeah, which you know, to be to be fair to the fact, I mean, that, that that's kind of what to expect when you were primarily a Sonic only channel for the first eight years. I think it was it was just got to a point, um, about roughly around the time of Six, where it was just like, I think all of us, were, to a certain extent, it's been like, okay, what Sonic game are we doing next? And then we also really like we kind of we kind of starting to get burnt out. On doing Sonic OPs, and also the fact that if we did nothing but Sonic OPs, there would come a point where we'd have nothing yeah. left because there are there are mm-hmm. only a finite. I, I know, like they come out with new games every every few, uh, few years or what have you, but there, there would come a point where like we have nothing left to talk about. That's why we started throwing in the new stuff, and I think it, it, it's a combination of of how well known the game is and how beamy it is, because like a uh, B movie game. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that did, re- that did really well for us, view-wise. I think people were just like, it's the B-movie meme again. Let's watch it. Yeah, because I think both that and... Because normally when we upload full audio commentaries, like, it might take a couple of weeks or a month before we'll crack, like, a thousand views. But B-movie movie commentary is probably the most watched audio commentary we've uploaded to YouTube.
3: <laughs> Which is unfortunate, <laughs> because... I I feel like we've done better.
2: <laughs> I know. I I feel that one's funnier. Like like it's 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 not very informative. I know. It's mostly just us laughing at the movie. But I think there's some funny stuff in the B movie movie commentary. I feel like I wouldn't want an informative B movie commentary. Like, what's the point? <laughs> because it would. yes It's, it, yeah, it's just like it's like what the the. the I wouldn't say it's one of the worst, but it's like. It's one of the most why was this movie made movies of all time, you know? Is that yeah. Why what possessed Jerry Seinfeld? The first thing Seinfeld does in ten years is this crappy CGI <laughs> movie about bees. Like what was he thinking about making that?
0: I feel like if you somehow do want that informative B movie commentary, it's right there on the D V D. Like that that's probably I don't true. know who outside of that movie can provide an informative <laughs> commentary on that movie. Yeah.
2: Is, I'm is, not is even sure even, they can. Is, is there even a commentary on that DVD?
0: Maybe on the very Jerry special
1: edition. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I want to jump back to real quick, just to clarify for our viewers. One thing you guys do is you don't always do live LPs, which is why um, you mentioned earlier about the footage. Sometimes you have it already and you just watch the footage and record you talking over that. So sometimes you'll Mm -hmm. do essentially one of the people in the team will do two passes through of what they're doing. They'll play it, they'll edit it, and then they give it to you to play it and edit it again, essentially.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, well, typically, um, unless it, it's a thing where someone gets very busy, normally, whoever records the game does all the work for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a few exceptions. Like, uh, I think MBM didn't have the time to record to edit the commentary for A Link to the Past. And I know Smoothies has got burnt out on doing LPs for a while, so like he recorded footage for Sonic Two on the Master System. But he was like, I'm not gonna record the I'm not gonna edit the audio because I don't can I don't want to, leave me alone. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. But yeah, typically yeah. typically I think pretty much every every game I've recorded I've done the audio. I I've I've done all the editing for. Um and I think Chris has with his and I think so. I
3: think te- but I think that's because you, yeah. I think you'd like to do that kind of stuff. I don't think even if somebody offered, I don't think you would really relinquish that.
2: I would just because like um, I I have I have a weird oh I, I wouldn't necessarily say it, it's a control thing, but like it's if if somebody is gonna is gonna insult the op like oh this was not fun this was bad edited I'd rather it be like I did it you know it's my op blame me just because you know also just because you know Chris can't edit.
3: <laughs> that's, that's, should say everything. I'll
2: leave it in, that's fine.
3: <laughs> um no, I mean you should at least directed <laughs> that at me because that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who invited Stefan? Oh that's TJ. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will say there's also just something um kind of oddly satisfying about editing, even if you're just doing like I'm gonna put this audio track here and balance everything. Once you get into a groove and like you've been doing it for like a half hour, it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, this is fun. This is how I want to spend my time. So I think you get a lot done in a that short time.
1: So it's like that
0: that it's, progress
2: almost. Mm. It's it's also really good to. Um edit a commentary where David Lurk has been in it because he'll, he'll go he'll go on like minute long tangents so I can, okay I can edit his audio track that's two minutes of the OP done go there like I'll speak for a couple seconds MBM speaks for a couple seconds back to David Luke for another two minutes so he makes he makes audio editing two, very two easy two
3: minutes is being is being generous <laughs> very very generous <laughs>
2: it's funny because I was when I was editing the uh Sonic Mania LP, there's a lot of chunks where it's like I'll speak for a lot of time and then David will speak for a lot of time and then Steven would be like, This level's terrible, the cutter on the floor don't make any sense and then like David will talk for a little more time, you know. <laughs>
1: um, another thing that I do wanna mention, uh, since we're talking about uh smoothies and David the Lurker and all that, uh you guys do have a very large rotating cast of people that will show up uh, from LP to LP. Um is that something you've oh, noticed yeah. has had an effect on um, say long-term viewership or even short-term viewership in any way.
3: I don't I, anything with Johnny does way better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes,
2: yeah, some call
1: me Johnny. Yes.
2: Some some call me profitable. Oh, well, yes, I am. Um, you know it's. I think it's just because cause back in the day, it was just me and Torch for a long time. And then um, as I got to become good friends with um, Steven and Sky, they would come in. And I think for a while, um, at least when we first started doing LPs, it was mainly just me, Steven, and Sky for a bit. We used to do things...
0: Should probably He's clarify back. Steven is Smoovies. Wait, those so yeah,
2: just uh, so uh, Stephen is is Smoovies, and uh, Sky is Sega Sky. You know, and I, I know that one's hard to figure out, but Sky is, is Sega <laughs> Sky. Um, <laughs> we would do a thing back like if you go back to watch some of our really early LPs, and even still some of the more recent ones. We would do a thing where we would have like one guest per part and I think along the way some of those guests just started becoming full members like I think David T. Lurker and and MBM to a certain extent especially MBM we would just have them on on random parts because we liked them and then I was just like MBM just come join us because we love your company it's like okay and like we haven't, we haven't officially like uh, said David being FTCR, but I kind of count David as an FTCR member now because he's been in so many ops. I mean, he's just fun to. He's fun to just be like, like David, explain the Japanese lore of this game, and he'll go on for like an hour about <laughs> oh it. Yes. So David
0: has bad, his fingers dude. in many pies, so he's a full it's member in a lot of places.
2: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I um, I would say, I, I would say it, in a sense it it has helped us because I think in us a, in a, to a certain degree. I guess it's, it's, it's a good thing and, and a bad thing and certainly it helps keep things fresh in yeah. the sense that like if, if, like, if you watch a Brain Scratch LP like you know for a fact you're going to get the four main people and maybe an extra guest here or there and, and which you know some people some people may prefer that consistency and I completely understand that but I kind of like how Typically speaking, unfortunately, gonna get normally you're gonna get stuck with me in an LP, So I apologize for that. But like you know, in this OP, in this OP, we could have you know smoothies, Chris, and MBM, and then in the next one we could have MBM, Stefan, Skyler, David T, Lurker, and like maybe Clement as well. So I can I to me, I think it helps keeps thing keeps things uh, it's like a psychological because...
1: thing for you guys almost and then like so it might help psychologically but it might not help necessarily analytically
2: kind of i mean also i think sometimes we try and uh, we kind of try and tailor who's in what LP. because obviously if it's like sometimes you know i'll be like i'm recording this game who wants to be in it and then like chris would be like i have no idea what that game is i don't No thanks and tj's like <laughs> yeah me yeah. neither and then you know nbm could like, oh, i love that game i want to be in it um and you know no, I,
3: usually it's I have no idea what this game is I'll be in
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah and sometimes amp is like I don't give a shit I'll, I'll be in there, I'll be it's fine just a troll just
3: just a troll
0: and
2: that's why we yeah, love yeah. it but, um yeah I, I'll I, add I, that
0: I read every single comment FTCR gets and we don't get a lot of comments that are like oh you know where is steven in this or where you know where is uh tj like Usually, we just bring in someone wacky or weird, and everyone's like, oh, hey, they're here, yeah, they're back. Guy, it's yeah. not really like a, I came here for X, and X isn't here kind of thing.
1: That makes sense, especially since you guys did establish very early on, once you started doing LPs, that it might have been consistent for a little bit, but now it's just accepted that you guys have whoever wants to be in, and that brings the best to every
2: LP. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the main the main only thing kept we kept tried to do... i will try to do it you.
0: I was just going to say the main thing we try and hit with that is just to have like a core set for each LP. Like Mm -hmm. Gareth and I really like Splatoon out of everyone in FTCR. So for every part, we tried to have him and I there for it along with the guest. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. I will say the, the only caveat to what Chris said, we don't have like why is it X in this um LP, but since the O six LP we will have white inch smoothies edit this. <laughs> that that is the one thing we that is the one comment we do get a lot now since that LP. Yeah. If if you if, if any of the viewers
1: out there are fans of Sonic in any way or you like watch like watching people just destroy Sonic O Six, I am serious, that is the best Sonic O Six LP on YouTube. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, so I love that so much. But speaking as a fan, I want to I want to jump back. I do know, at least from my experience, when I first started watching, uh, it was a little confusing at points with having you know, say you have FTA and you have you have Chris and you have you know whoever. Uh, it was tough, with a lot of LPs, it's always tough to get the voices lined up and see, okay, this is this person, this is that person. Um, so with new viewers, like, do you notice that new viewers ever have that issue either? I know they may not comment.
2: Uh, not, I, I wouldn't say not so much on Show. I, I have noticed, though, sometimes on Brain Scratch, on parts where I'm in, I'll occasionally see a comment being like, who the hell is that British guy? Shut the f*** up. type of thing. But um, on Show, on, because on I think... Um, not to not to put down our audience in any way, but I think we we have kind of a a, a slightly smaller core audience. So I think most people who watch our stuff and specifically those who who comment on our LPs tend to tend to kind of uh, know us. In yeah, a sense. they're part um, of our core. Yeah, aside from aside from because oh six did crazy good numbers for us. So I think outside of oh six, not too many. I don't think our our LPs kind of penetrate our our kind of inner circle of fans. So I don't yeah. I don't think we've really come across that
1: too yeah. often. So jumping forward a little bit, what would you say as of right now are the goals of FTCR as a channel or even as a brand, whatever you want to go with? To shut, shut down, down. down the channel.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, a big thing for me is just trying to keep content coming. I know it's... Sometimes, I think we have trouble. is because you know we all, for the most part, work full time jobs in different you know days, and we have different things going on. Sometimes it is hard to. I know for me, it's sometimes it's hard just to find time to record stuff or edit stuff. Um,
0: as a father, yeah. As,
2: as, as, as yes. <laughs> we
0: should also add that. We have all these members, a lot of them are around the world, so there's a lot of different time zones. Like, if our friend Miwa wants to get in, she lives in Japan, so there's just a lot of coordinating with that stuff that gets in the way.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, with Miwa in Japan, we have, like, uh, Sky and such on, on the West Coast, what Was that East Coast? I, I keep forgetting my coasts. Well, oh yeah, because we're East Coast, East, East side represent. Um, yeah. So like, we have to we have to plan in for like that. <laughs> sometimes if, if our our junior sidekick Aaron wants to join in, sometimes because he's on that side as well. Um, so yeah, like there's things like that, and then it's just finding time because unfortunately there's been there's been days where multiple times you say like we we, we plan to do something. And it's like, oh, X has happened. I haven't got time today. Because I think, like, unfortunately, Chris doesn't have a, a set schedule at work. So we, there'll be times... Retail, when, and, baby. Yeah, there'll be there'll be times where we say that, like, we're going to record this game on Saturday. And then Saturday morning, Chris is like, I have to work today. Shit. And it's like, we have... Because I think we planned to do something a few weeks ago, and we're still trying to find a new date to be able to do it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Life yeah. sucks. Life just gets in the way. That's... That's how it is for everybody, I think. A lot of the time.
3: Well, I think the other thing, and Gareth has talked to me about this a couple of times, and I don't think you and I have revisited it again. But um, you did mention that you wanted to transition more into like more multimedia stuff. So, I mean, you and I have tried to accomplish that with same great taste and the movie commentaries. So, more stuff like that. Yeah, because I, I think um, video
2: games. At least for me, just because he um. Pretty much, I'd say ninety percent of all the things that I that involve me are on YouTube are game OPs, and I, I love doing them. I love doing the game. I love being in them. I love just you know shooting the shit with friends about a bad or good game. But um, part of me is I like, like it's. I think doing other stuff helps helps me.
1: It keeps you fresh.
2: Yeah, exactly. It keeps me fresh. Because I think if, if we if we just did game OPs, I I would seriously get burnt out after a while.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've been doing it for what seven years at least mm-hmm. on the LP side, just about. Uh,
2: well, if you include, if you include the HFC stuff, it might be coming up close to the ten. I forget whenever whenever we did. Wow. No, it is, it is because I remember the first oh, the realization setting in. The, yeah, the, no, the <laughs> first thing me and Aunt Tom ever did <laughs> was an L was a commentary of the mm-hmm. Sonic Opera, and we recorded that. January eighteenth, two thousand and eight. I remember that because it was the day. It was right after I saw Cloverfield, and I saw that the day it came out. So it was wasn't the day that wasn't that the day you went to your dad. No, that was June twenty third, you fool. That's the day I left you home alone. Um, so yeah. So I mean, if you if you include that, and then I'm I think we started doing sa one a few months after that. So it's probably coming up to be ten years of. Of LPs that I've done, then I look back and think, like, what what have I done with my life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I don't blame you for possibly over time getting burned out on that, because I mean, I,
2: I see channels that get burned out after one year of LPs, let alone ten. I mean, I, so especially Sonic, because like I've done um, it. You know, there, there's only there's only so many times. You know, you can look at a Sonic game and be like, this game is bad. You know. Um, yeah. Which i um, which I'm I'm hoping that. At some point, the uh, Sonic social media team will get bored of making Sonic jokes, but it's been like two years and they haven't, so maybe they won't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it gets the views.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One one thing
1: I want to ask about is the performance of that newer non-LP content. I know what really got me to start following FTCR more, I don't want to say properly, but more consistently, was, uh, Chris, you did uh, your Learning to Love PlayStation reviews on Mm. and... I started seeing those and I was like, "Ooh, I like I like game reviews." And so I started watching those and it really got me more invested in in the channel as a whole through that medium. And that then he took updated? those
2: videos and made his <laughs> and own took channel. Them off the channel. You used Patreon us for spoof his bastard. You piece of s***, Chris. But <laughs> 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 it's fine because YouTube just demonetized your channel. Come as a bitch, Chris. Suck it.
0: Uh, got him. It's <laughs> true.
2: So how, how do those, like you, you
1: mentioned, um, you guys have a couple different sort of podcasty ventures, and you have the movie commentaries and and such. How have those performed relative to like LPs and stuff? Do those still have that same core audience, or are you noticing a different audience has been coming in for those? Let's
0: uh, answer it bluntly. They all get a thousand views, and that's about it, honestly. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean. Um...
0: Compared to everything else, that's still a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's and that's not bad because you guys are at you're nearing fifteen thousand
2: subscribers. Right 17. now? seventeen. We're, we're, I think seventeen. We're I'm just sorry. The, which, which the max out at a thousand for seventeen thousand isn't you know it's it's not great. I I would actually be curious to know how many of of our subscribers are dead accounts. There's probably <laughs> um, a couple over, over the course of over the course of almost a decade, probably a lot. Well, Google um, does
0: wipe them, right?
1: We sometimes, if they down delete now, the that. accounts, uh, you'll you'll see them drop down.
3: But, this guy didn't know how many subscribers we had. This interview, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fraud.
1: I think when I asked about this interview uh, way back when, you guys were at 14 or something like that, which is why my wires got crossed.
2: Did you ask us for this interview three years ago? Is that yeah. is that how long it's taken us to? I mean, I know I, know I take a long time, no, but Jesus Christ! No, it
1: was it was like I think a year and a half ago oh, okay. I was talking to Chris about it, uh, and, and it was like more of like a, yeah, we'll think about that, and then and,
2: and then we, about a month yeah. ago Chris told us about it. That's how long Chris sounds. <laughs> I think I brought it
1: up,
0: but yeah, it was like
1: probably one of those things where you brought it up and then I was like, "eh, we'll talk about it later."
0: When it comes to FTCR content, it's odd because like you do get some things that take off. Like usually, if it's a Sonic LP, we can expect somewhere from about four thousand upwards on like the first part, mm-hmm. and then throughout the rest of the LP, we can expect maybe two to three thousand views. Um, if we do something like say TMNT two thousand three, you get about. A thousand views apart then there's stuff like crash bandicoot spyro people like those games so they check into that more often than it would these other things those do about a couple thousand but if you get into stuff like let's say the Skype sanctuary about star wars episode eight you know that gets about a thousand views um the 50 shades of gray review gareth and his wife carrie just put up <laughs> about a thousand views uh ftn's movies getting high and laughing at beethoven about a thousand views <laughs> so it,
1: it's odd
2: i feel how did, like how did no matter, hams do that's, Steam hams uh, took off. Steamed Steam hams <laughs> has about has about ten thousand views, but because because I stole all the footage, we can't monetize it, which is fine. The twentieth century Fox yeah. owns that footage, but yeah, it's it's always it's always the thing where like the videos that take off, oh, you know, this is something I learned years ago. The videos that I I crap out in an hour as a joke tend to, tend to do they always, they always do yep. a lot better because still to this day, the the most viewed video we have. It's it's about half a million views, and all I did was take the cutscene from 06 after Silver defeats Sonic, and I just put a bunch of punching sound effects over it. It's just called Sonic versus Silver Punchy Edition, and it's it's just it's just punching sound effects where like people walk or like move their hands and shit. It has like half a million like, so that's fine. I made that in like ten minutes, and that's fine. But like. All these longer videos where I, I, I slave over for weeks and it's in shit. You
1: put your so your heart and soul into which, them. Which
2: you know, I at this point I expect it. I honestly and like I, I know I know this isn't going to do that well, but I want to do it type of thing. Um, yeah. Which you know, I no, I
1: I I think everybody can relate to that at some point or another. I will say
0: some things that have crept up that I'm glad they did creep up. Uh, one thing that doesn't happen as often, and these even happened before I joined FTCR, we have some interviews with some of the Sonic voice actors. Mm. Those have slowly crept up over time. Like, our second most popular video is, like, a video interview with Mike Pollock, who's the current voice of Dr. Eggman. And right behind that's uh, one with Jason Griffith, who was the prior voice of Sonic.
2: Yeah. Those- and those
0: have a lot more effort put into it than just about anything on the channel. So it's good to see those creep up.
2: Yeah, those those are still... Um, I mean, there are things I would tweak now, that, now but, like, those are still probably... The two videos I'm proudest of that are on. I'd say probably those two and the the great Sonic Adventure debate are probably the three best non non LP oh videos yes. we have on the uh, on the channel. And I'm I'm not sure when this is going live, but yes, the the freaking oh six lyric one is still being worked on. It'll be <laughs> at some point. I swear to God. <laughs> now the
1: reason that I um wanted to bring you guys on in the first place and the viewers have heard this over the course of the past uh, 30 minutes or so whatever we're at now a lot of the stuff that you guys have gone to is is gone through is very typical of what you'd see from these channels that starting out growing going through these growing pains these struggles you guys have really in the past 10 years just seen it all as far as like you know moving from lps to other content getting potentially stuck with just this sonic fan base for a while and now building yourself out of that you know, uh, dead subscribers you mentioned. Every little thing that YouTubers are always worried about, uh, especially the newtubers users, you guys have seen. So it was it's really cool to talk to you guys about going through it and moving past it and beyond it. Now, I want to move on to a thing that not a lot of newtubers have actually uh, started doing yet that they might start in the future. And that is uh, charity events. Because you guys put out every year, at least once a year, uh, another thing on a side channel you guys call Fund the Charity Room.
0: Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> good. Good, good input.
2: Um, well, you, well, you, you didn't pose it in a question; you just made a statement. What do you want? What do you want? What that, do that you want to know? That
1: was me throwing. I was throwing the ball up for you. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So,
2: um, Fund the Charity Room came out with. Um, in terms of the once a year, that's kind of just been in, in the last few. But I've always, I mean, I've always just, I've been incredibly lucky in my life, just through you know, family and opportunities that I've had. So I always, whenever I can. You know, try to give back to people who are who are not as lucky as I've been and a bit less fortunate. Um, I know. Uh, did it... but yeah, like the first thing that
3: I was ever on was the uh, um fight for Emily. Were you in? Were you in? The, were you the... in the
2: Tracy Yardley stream?
3: Oh. Nope. I was. That was the the first thing oh. I ever did with you.
2: Was fight the for um, yeah. fight for Emily? So stream.
0: TJ, was that the first time we met?
2: It was, <laughs> and it was all downhill from there. Um, so yeah. years ago, like um we we would do random we would do random like charity nights of gaming for uh, certain people um i'm trying to think we did once for some of my friends uh we did we did once for like tracy Yardley uh fight for emily which is one of the things i'm proudest about in my life in general um was doing that stream but in terms of, of like the big big like week-long events that really that i guess that the the uh, gem this Start of that came from I guess um, HFC because I think they had their kind of week long Zelda-a-thon, and then they had um, the Sonicathon which um, some members of FT Show were a part of and then the next year after that was the big Nintendo-a-thon, which was like HFC and FT Show and uh, Brain Scratch were doing this this thing uh, and that was, really, that was a lot of fun and it was it was successful and then after that we. Uh, Decided to to make our own um kind of charity name type of thing, so we came up with, with, with fund the charity room. Which which I, w- I want to say right here, I was against us naming us that because I didn't want I didn't want the charity <laughs> moniker to be FTCR. I was against that name. <laughs> I think it I think it was smoothies as a joke. Said fund yeah. the charity room. I think Johnny was like yeah, that's, that's a good name. And then him was like yeah that's a good name. I was like damn it, that's <laughs> too, too late. <laughs> damn it. Um. Well, I
3: mean, I think I mean I think fund TCR is uh that's that, that's what i've
2: been calling yeah it. fun um, to see yeah but still like I, I i ideally it, it should be sound nothing like fun to find the computer room but that's neither here nor there it, it it, yeah i think i think we've been compared
3: to like you know is it is it for us like are we raising money for <laughs> yeah,
2: us? No, no that that's what i was afraid of i thought people would just be like that is raising money for it. we are we are as, as you know as people should know the greatest charity of all charity starts at home that's why we're raising money for ourselves.
0: Patreon.com slash FTCR.
1: Now, one of the things you guys did to try and move past that even was uh, you, you started naming them different event names. So you had Platformania, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's this huge, for anyone who's not familiar, it's this huge week or weeks-long event uh, where you have multiple different channels, multiple different people just streaming almost constantly. I mean, you guys don't do, like, the 24-hours Um but you guys are have someone streaming at any point for a week, two weeks, and you're just raising money the whole time, and it's it's a spectacle. It's really
2: awesome to see. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I know. Um, when we first did the first year one, the Fund the Charity Room when it was just called, I think one of one of the biggest setbacks we gave ourselves was there there was no real theme. There was no real. There wasn't a good good structure it was just like let's just let's just throw everything Here's some games we like yeah like there was like I said, again previous previous years like the Thon, Sonic of Thon Nintendo Thon aside from what we ended in Thon they clear, have a clear vision and a clear theme we didn't have one for 2016 which is why I think one of the first notes we had in when we when uh, the first kernel of platformania were formed like we need a theme. Because it it just helps it just helps well, things you know. I would say I would like I see where you what you're saying,
3: but I think the biggest thing that we learned is the amount of planning that needs to go into these things. Because I kind of feel like the first year, it was something that we wanted to do, but we. <sighs> I guess we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants about how to put it together, and that's where we ran into complications with dates. And yeah, you're right with theming, the amount of promotion that ha- that goes into these mm-hmm. things to like just to make people aware of the event. I think I think that was the biggest thing about it.
2: Yeah, completely. Because um, again, we 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 didn't really put too much time into planning for dates, which is why we unfortunately we started. When was <laughs> it? What, what event was going on when we started? It was summer, summer games, games done, done quick. quick, and that's I think oh, that's that right. really killed us because normally in most of these events, your first day is your best day, and um, our first day wasn't that good for for the charity room sixteen, mm. and so that's why especially for Platformania and and this year, we're very conscious of we want um, smoothies is a big proprietor of we need at least two weeks before any event to give to give people yeah. enough time to get another payday. In and so again, mm. I think what we learned from uh, fund the charity room is, is really it was more of a what not to do versus what to do. Um, and so we, you know, we, we th- that's when we started doing a lot more promotion. Um, I think the thing that I think helped us a lot, which is something that I didn't make until the first year was almost over, was we didn't have a central hub for everything it was just like johnny would tweet out and chris would tweet out and i would tweet out but now since then we've we made an actual social media presence for the group so now we have an official twitter mm, account yeah. uh, facebook account. and so then people who want to follow us can go there which really i'm kicking ourselves for I don't, I don't know why the hell we didn't think of that for the first year but you know we have it now which is a good thing and platform mania ended up being one of the you know i think the most successful charity event that any of us have been a part of, um, which was yep. very, very satisfying, very proud. But on the other hand, it just makes it that much harder for us to top it this year, which is always, you know, <laughs> which is always the, the worry you have.
1: Going to top it is always like a good goal to have. Um, but even still, the amount you guys raise every year is just insane. Even with the smaller events that you guys would do sprinkled in between, because I know you've done a couple, uh, the, the, the holiday uh, what was it called? The gift, gift bump. bump, gift bump. That's what it was. Great name.
3: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was uh, yeah. well
1: like Man. so. Even in between, you guys would do those smaller ones. But like even with platformania, you guys raised over twenty thousand. or was at twenty-five.
0: We hit twenty-five, and I think maybe some donations yes. kind of bounced. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. But we're just gonna say twenty-five. It sounds better. if you if you
2: if, if you watch the videos, we clearly say we yeah we we like we beat twenty-five thousand. Then like a day later, it went down to like like, 20, like 2600 yeah. so yeah but you know to go to your point but you are absolutely right it doesn't really matter how much we make. anything even if we did an event and all we raised was 50 dollars that's still 50 dollars more for a charity that didn't have it before yeah so really it, yeah. it it is just you know putting putting our own egos aside for a second it is just making as much money big or little as we can for people who need it far more than we do yeah. It's funny because Gareth Gareth
3: always contradicts himself because he's he's one of the people who's always like he's like, "Oh, you know, it'd be really cool if we could beat last year's total." But then, you know, when the situation doesn't, you know, play itself out that way, he's always like he's like, "Well, it's still more money than zero.
2: <laughs> I did I don't I would say I contradict myself because I always say that anyway. Is anything we make is good. It's just it's always, you know, it's good if you can beat last year because then you've raised more money.
1: Yeah, it creates mm-hmm. it creates a competition within, like, the audience even. Um, I know with a charity stream I was a part of, we would, like, have myself and my co-host compete every now and then for, like, trying to say, oh, can we do this? Can we, you know, so on and so forth, or compete for what game to play or what have you. So even just driving that or, you know, the best thing at um, GDQ is normally do you kill the animals or save the mm-hmm. animals in Super Metroid. Like, simple little competitions like that, or um, with Platformania, you guys started doing giveaways. So I think you gave away a whole Switch at one point. We
2: did a Switch and a PS4, and I think... Because we didn't have any of those in Fun the Charity Room. And I think those, especially especially when you have competing games, like, um, I think jo- Johnny had his, what, Mega Man and Base versus Mega Man X6. That's right, yeah. I had Episode 1 versus Episode 2, and I, I know the day before I played Sonic 4, the last game was, I think we raised... And it like it's funny because if you look at our overall total and then you look at how much was donated just for these specific games, it's it's I think it was something crazy like people who donated to try and get a Switch was was something like thirty five percent
1: of all donations. I believe that because I think when I donated, I donated. I was trying to get my if I were to win, I was going to give my the Switch to my buddy because I had one. Uh, and it was just like one of those things where it was like I was already going to donate, but like now you're getting them like in big lumps. Uh, you know, I think I donated once or twice more than I was going to. Mm. And like, you know, I like I know what like what the goal is with that. Like I know the goal is to, you know, push more people to donate and I still did it. So like there are people that don't that are like, Oh, you know, I really wanna win that switch, you know? And they, they donate trying to win, but they're still going to a good cause while they're
2: gambling oh, completely i th- i think that i think we kind of look at it as like you know ultimately it, it's just donating in and of itself should be you know it should be a good enough over reward but if, we, but if yeah. we can give yeah if we can give more incentives and give you something back like say you know if you give money we'll play eight you know i mean that's the whole point of the incentive games if you raise exactly. x money you get more content for free um which is i th- and i think for this year specifically because you know i'll give you we'll give you some behind the scenes uh uh, kind of gossip uh, we didn't plan for incentive games in platform mania very well and so Oof. there was like a day where we were just like who, do, who can play anything it's like name a game you can play you know <laughs> and so one, one of the things this year is that we are actively planning like this is these are going to be our incentive so if you know um, yeah I, I, I don't think I I'm not sure if we've even decided what our base goal is, but let, let's just say it's it's ten grand again. So if we make ten grand, hero goes for X amount more and X amount more. Yeah, just so yeah. we're not scrambling at you know two in the morning, being like, we can play a game, please. We need to we need to fill more
1: time. Now before we close out, I do want to say one more thing about Platformania, or I guess two more things, and uh, fund the charity room in general. One thing is the presence of memes that you guys have brought in to help spread the word. Like, it's almost like viral marketing. It, like, the, the amount that you guys, like, your your audience puts in. Like, I know the first year, was it the Nintendo Thon? Oh my
2: god, the Nintendo guys, fun
1: memes! <laughs> you guys had so, like, one guy who would draw a hundred memes, I think in PowerPoint. And... That, and it was just seeing that, like, and this, like, hearing you guys crack up and then going on Twitter and finding them was just amazing.
2: That all started, it was the uh, Banjo-Kazooie stream, Oof, where it was just, that is, that is still one of the most fun things. things I've ever done. Like, we were just, you know, I think at that point, the Nintendo film was going very well. And, you know, like, because I think you always get people who, have to, who draw things. I think on the first day, I did Kirby, and someone drew me as Kirby. Was, oh, that's nice. But for some reason, during Banjo-Kazooie, things just went insane and like i remember one I remember one i've never been drunk i remember in, my life. in the morning
0: <laughs> i could think of it a few times
2: like i remember in the morning johnny woke up and we just like what the fuck happened on twitter last night oh my night? god i like, yeah. just the amount of crazy i mean that's why i made i made a fan art video cuz there were so many pictures yeah. it was it was it
1: was amazing it was like it was mind blowing like i still remember i think i was up that whole night watching you guys um, and I still remember, I still remember when Johnny came in and he goes, what the hell happened? And he's like pissed off.
2: <laughs> it was, <laughs> I remember, do you, do you remember? Cause we were up all night Friday. We got a few hours sleep. Yep. We went to a waffle house for a big breakfast and then we streamed for about eight more hours that day. That yep. was a t- and then we had to, and then Oof. we had to go see the Fantastic Four reboot. That was a tough weekend for us. <laughs> yeah,
0: was. I'll add that if anyone in a new tubers audience is listening to this, like, oh yeah, I'll check out this banjo Kazoie stream. It's a lot of you had to be there kind of stuff. Like it's a yeah, lot of drunk sure. rambling and like look at this thing on Twitter. It's kinda as someone who was not there, it's hard to go back and watch. As uh, someone who was there, it's hard but... to go back
2: and watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, yes, that's true. <laughs>
0: yeah, but like if anyone out there, like if you just really want to see your uh hashtag uh community like really just rally around like these big charity events, they're basically like Christmas for us and like anyone who mm. tunes into our stuff. Like it's just a huge event. Highlight of the year every year, just with how much fun it is and how much everyone gets behind everything. It's really just incredible. Like seeing all that happen at the Nintendo made me want to get done on it because I wasn't really involved
3: that year or before that,
0: but yeah. it was really hard to I not s- see all that and not want to help make that better than it is and elevate it and support it.
3: I really have to credit Gareth in this because I've never done Anything more fulfilling in my life than mm. being a part of these things? Oh,
2: it's fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: anyway, get teacher. I've never been oh, more um, fulfilled. Oh, yeah, all right, no, that's been fun. <laughs> par for the course. <laughs> so, so, going back to the why I brought that up is I I feel like at least from my experience, having been a viewer for that seeing all the memes that come out and all like, the, the, the in-jokes and all that really created that sense of community that seemed to bring people back the next year and make it you know, bigger and better with Platformania and with the first fund, the charity room before that, obviously. So that, wants, that brings me to what I wanted to ask is both for your channel and then afterwards or beforehand for uh, if you ever want to do a charity stream of some sort, what are the key things you would recommend that new tubers push for? Plan. Plan. Yep.
2: Um, enjoy it. Don't uh, I think you can sometimes come across videos where um I think I think Johnny says this a lot as well. You don't go into it uh, expecting views or ad revenue or fame. Enjoy it because there's you can you can tell you can tell insincerity from a mile away. If people are, are are just doing X thing to try and get famous, um, it, it never really works. Yeah. So you, you need to have a love for what you're doing. You need to. Oh my desk just exploded! I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I would like, say for you have a good desk. <laughs> have a good desk. Um, you need to have. I think as we learned from platform media, you need to have a workable PC so your so no. your streams don't crap on you uh, when you're trying to do it Oh boy. Um, but you know, I think you just need to. You know, be prepared. Um, I'm not. I'm. not. I'm not one of one of those people who say that you know you have to. You have to do X, Y, and Z to have like a good LP. But my thing is just. I don't care if if uh, gameplay is bad if the commentary is entertaining. That's that's I think that's what most people go to an LP for, because I mean like mm, because, yeah. like people can just you can you can find gameplay footage if if you just want like a speed run or like a hundred percent run. Um, I don't think if your if your gameplay is I I say this because I hope it's true because my gameplay is terrible. If your gameplay isn't <laughs> that good, hopefully the commentary will save it. Um. And just just try and have fun. One thing I've always said is with YouTube in general,
1: you come for the content and then you stay for the personality. So someone might come and say, "Oh, there's you know, a, like a Sonic Three Let's Play or whatever." Let me, you know, I like Sonic Three. I feel like watching that, and then they watch and they 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 hear you guys interact and they become a fan through that. And then after afterwards uh they'll be like oh here's this game i've never heard of or here's a b movie commentary and like you watch just for the people not necessarily for the for b movies
2: no joke that's how i met my wife my wife was no b movie but <laughs> <laughs> my my wife was stuck on Sonic Unleashed and so she went on youtube to find how to do something and she came across the uh hfclp no way. And then she started watching that, and then she was like, "These guys can't play Wolf of but they're fun to listen to," type of thing. Um, and then yeah, so yeah, I completely I, I like that statement because that's that's how it should be. Everyone just go online and get married from watching terrible OPs online. That that's awesome. I I had no idea. That's really cool. It's just a really dumb story, so I don't tend it much. But why not? I thought I'd, i thought The I'd love share of your here. life
3: is just one comment section away. So Who's for you YouTubers, title uh, pool
1: stalk your commenters. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. So I think that's about all I really had to ask as far as going through your channel's history and what you guys have seen on YouTube and what you guys can, you know, pay forward to the new tubers to learn from and, and adapt with. Is there anything else you guys want to say? Like you can plug uh, the channel, you can plug the charity streams, whatever you want to plug.
0: If you report enough of our videos, they'll take the channel down.
2: (laughs) 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 Um... You know, if, you know, if you want to waste time and you hate your life, then yeah, sure, check out uh, find, find the Computer... I forgot what the name was there. Find the Computer Room.
1: F- fund the Computer fund, Room.
2: Fund the Computer Room on uh, YouTube. Also, please check out our charity channel, uh, Fund the Charity Room. Um, we sh- Our website, the Charity Room website is, I believe it's down for maintenance. We're having it redesigned. It should be out later this year before our new event, License to Chill comes out, where we'll be doing exclusively licensed games, um, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. We're currently in the middle of still planning um, some stuff out. We're currently working on some promotional material, so when that's ready, we think people are going to enjoy some of the uh, trailers and stuff that we're preparing for this year. should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, glad, I'm interested in seeing how, how that turns out. Uh, licensed games are always uh, something. I'll say that which is notable
2: which yeah which is which is why we wanted to do it because licensed games aren't really a genre so there's so many things within that you know that yeah they, you can do anything yeah exactly and and i think luckily nowadays licensed games have started to get a bit a bit better in a certain degree a little you know bit. Could, they're not they're not they're not terrible now they just suck why well,
0: the well, move to the phone space
2: well honestly. i mean well, i mean like you, you get some things i, I know these, some of these aren't necessarily recent being like the last decade you have things like the Arkham games which were well respected That's true. Like, the, the yeah. last couple of transformers games both the Cybertron games and devastation was great you know? Scott Pilgrim, Scott, Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the World was it was a great beat beat 'em up game. You know, there's a lot of uh, you know, that Mummy
0: game is apparently really fucking good. The what game? They're that really the new good, Clank
1: game was a very good licensed game.
2: Does that count as a licensed game? <laughs> it was. It's
1: licensed off the movie, <laughs> so I'm counting, that I'm that counting it.
2: a licensed game. We may have to, add to
0: edit our schedule.
2: Uh, you know, the, the various Spider-Man games. Most Spider-Man games that have been made in the last couple years have been pretty decent. You know, maybe not amazing, but they've been good. Um and you know, and and uh they, I'm sure there will be some crap in License to Chill that, you know, it they're, they're meme tastic games. Yeah that, that, that we'll get to. yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah, really looking forward to it. I think it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. And if the if there is a god in heaven my PC will not crap out of me this year. <laughs> yeah.
1: And with that, uh thank you guys again for joining. Uh, If you guys want to check out uh, Find the Computer Room or Fund the Charity Room, the links will be in the description, in the comments, somewhere down there. And as always, take care. No.
0: Also check out my channel, on (laughs) YouTube.com.
3: Watch the skis. And- (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening to the NewTubers Podcast. Come back every two weeks for more tips, tricks, and advice on starting, building, and sustaining your YouTube career. Visit us on reddit.com slash r slash newtubers or on YouTube. See you next time.